to the Skeptic Wire. This is the Skeptic Wire, and it is episode 184, coming to you, be, actually not really coming to you on the 4th of February, being recorded on the 4th of February, this year of our Lord, the 2015. I object to that phrasing. <laughs> Everything else, the wishy-washiness of when we're recording versus when it's coming to them, I'm fine with. <laughs> but not the, this is the year of our Lord. Uh, unless it's like, okay... Last year was Guardians of the Galaxy with Star-Lord, so this is Star-Lord year two? I don't know. It's the best I could come I, up with. Not all my improvisations are wonderful. I, I have been watching some old movies, and they get that, In the year of our Lord, da-da-da, happened. I, I, yeah. And I'm like, it's just kind of stuck with me today. So. <laughs> Apologize to our listeners. I'm just binge watching Gillian Anderson and her murder mystery show from Britain. It's the the fall. Oh, that yeah. is so good. She's still really hot, but I wish she was a redhead still. That's I, my own little silly. Uh, uh. Well, let me see here. What did I also binge watch? I actually binge watched Transparent. Oh, yeah, I, I, the, oh. the day Amazon allowed anybody to watch it. Yes, but, well, I have Prime, so. Yeah. But I, I actually, I love that show. It's, uh, uh, Tambor does an amazing job, and the series is really good. The only criticism I have of it is sometimes shows that are about those kind of niche audiences makes it appear as if everybody in the world is in that group right like it seems like everybody in the family and everybody they know is all of a sudden coming out something right and and it's good to represent all those kind of parts of the communities or whatever but it's not entirely realistic well <laughs> actually i'm gonna i'm gonna actually contradict you on that in that i've, I've got a very good friend here who's one of his parents transitioned mm -hmm. when he was in college and to him, like, transparent is just, he's a, like, somebody watched my life, <laughs> and this is what happened. They do a really good job about the different reactions, the different uncomfortableness, uh, and yeah. who, who can deal with it, who can't, and all that. Right. Watching this and knowing my friend and his family and the dynamics in mm -hmm. it, it's really interesting now watching it again. Because I'd, I'd seen it when it first came out. Now, knowing my friend as well as I do, it's very interesting, like, meeting, like, his extended family and mm -hmm. seeing how they deal with it. And I'm all like, wow, I thought my family had issues. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, to me, it was more like you would see all those situations, but not necessarily all in the same small group of people. Like, you'd know someone who flipped out or someone who right. who also, like, then the daughter came out, but not always in the same exact situation that same domino effect of everything kind of happening all at once. It, it's a TV show. It's really compressed. So, yeah, it's a little bit of fantasy that way that everybody is coming out as something. But, hey. Right. And I really have to applaud Jeffrey Tambor as Mora. I think that he has done an incredible job with that character. Mm -hmm. um, he has really given her just such an amazing depth. Mm-hmm. 
and I really can't say much more about it. Yeah, but. some of the other characters were a little on the two-dimensional side. You know who I like, though, also is Judith Light in it. It's really nice to see her working again. She's the mom. Yes. Yeah. Really nice to see her working again as Just opposed to... wacky as shit. <laughs> yeah, but she was wacky as shit in the 80s. I mean, she was yeah. the mom on uh, that crappy show with Tony Danza. Um Oh my god, I can't remember it. Uh, who's but the boss? Who's the boss? Yeah. Yes, thank you. I'm on new medication. I drop words. So. <laughs> well, as listeners may be able to figure out what I laugh and go, <laughs> I'm stealing with a bit of a cough and cold that I'm getting over right now. So we will pause for me to cough. The listeners won't hear that because I'm going to edit that out. But now we awesome. can continue. So anything else interesting here of late? Not really that much has really changed. I think since the last time we put out a show, or at least since the last time we recorded a show, I I mail-ordered for uh, hopefully getting the, the, the Grateful Dead reunion tickets around July, so maybe I'll get that. I don't know, but... Uh, kicks and pies, kicks and pies. Yes, me, Mr. Clean and Sober, wants to go to a big old dead show, but I've been to some 30, 35 already, so... Well, I found out something really interesting in the time that we've recorded. I found out that I am so severely anemic that I required a blood transfusion. Yes, you've had some <laughs> some trials. I, I wasn't sure how much you wanted to go into well, on the you show. Well, I'm but... gonna. I will talk about that. You know, they don't know why I'm anemic. That's what we're still working on. Because mm-hmm. apparently, every other test has come back. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. We but we don't understand why your hematocrit is like this really really low number. And even after they gave me a transfusion, it didn't go up that much. <laughs> Yikes. So they're, you know, they're running a bunch of tests. But here we go. One of the tests that I actually had run, because I do have a, a work event in April that I have to go to, is out in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Westchester, Pennsylvania has recently had a couple of incidences of measles. Uh. So while I was in there. I said, were you getting a test before you were going? Yeah, I was getting, I swear, if they don't know what's wrong with you, they just keep pulling blood. (laughs) (laughs) You go into the doctor and he goes, okay, everything is normal. So we need more. (laughs) And I'm all like, dude. You use like a drop on the slide that you put in. Where does the rest of it go? Right, and exactly. And I'm like, I don't have many of these red blood cells to lose right now. Okay? Let's just admit this. I don't have many. I can't afford these. And I did say that to my doctor. And he, he did laugh and then shuttle me off to labs. But um, one of the tests that I actually had him run was my titers. because Which I'm, is? The, it's the scale of how much your vaccination record is still with you, I guess, okay. is a really nice way of putting it. It shows if you have an immunity to... If you still have some of the antibodies uh, floating around. Yeah, there's the word that I was looking for, antibodies. I said, I'm going to Westchester in April. And my doctor kind of laughed at me and I said, no, really, I have to go. And he said, okay, fine. And he came back and he goes, well, guess what? You have no immunity to measles and rubella. And I went, okay, what do we do? And he goes, well, depending on how all the tests go, we will get you an MMR shot. And I'm all like, awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Why can't I get this now? And he goes, let's not, let's, let's just take a step back. Let's figure out why you're anemic. Yeah. The first. problem is with your blood. <laughs> so putting stuff into your blood well, right now for you as an individual, let's hold off for a well, second. Well, except that. 
vaccinations are not put into the blood. They are put into muscle. Oh, the fatty tissue? Or? Yes. Oh, they're okay. an intramuscular injection. So they Unless go you in. get like the drops in the mouth thing. Right. Or, but yeah. most, most of the ones that come with the needle go yes. right into a muscle, which is why you get them in your arm or in your butt. Because, <laughs> you know, that's one of those big old muscles. <laughs> yeah. Well, as the listeners can see by the uh, titles of this episode that, yeah, we're going to get into the whole vaccine thing and we will do our best not to preach to the choir or or rant of stuff that you've already heard before. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get into this. Right. And we probably will rant a little bit. We probably will preach to oh, the yes, choir a little course. bit. And I will admit that I will probably be one of the first ones to do it. If, fact- if you cannot handle our rants. You stopped listening 180 episodes ago. But in our ranty goodness, unfortunately, we will not be having Gary rant with us. He is out of town again on work. Yeah, we kind of forgot to mention that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we kind of forgot. But he is out of town on work. He will be back with us soon. Um, So he's going to miss the ranty goodness. (laughs) Because normally what happens if you've not been listening to us, when one of us starts ranting... It's sort of infectious, like the measles. <laughs> There's no vaccine for ranting. So well, let's just talk about some basics. We are seeing a measles uptake. The biggest known um, center right now is the episode at Disneyland. The happiest place on earth. <laughs> some hundred people were confirmed cases. Um, they're still looking for patient zero. We don't know if that person was vaccinated or unvaccinated. My understanding is, is that this new measles epidemic is actually measles A, and most people are vaccinated against measles B. From what I understand, it was pretty much the assumption was someone who either was a foreign traveler or met a foreign traveler who was not vaccinated, came back and then went to Disneyland and spread it to mostly other unvaccinated people. So right. The the long story short on that is that the thinking on that is that it is a um, a foreign source of infection right. because the 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 news reports all say you know in the early two thousands the United States was declared free of measles so we we did it back then but what a difference ten years can make right As, especially now that we're seeing large pockets especially in California and Oregon. Mm-hmm of parents who are choosing not to vaccinate for fears of death, autism, blinkity blink syndrome. Mm -hmm. I don't, whatever is most of it seems to be the nebulous kind of, I'm just worried. I I don't want to inject what I don't know. And maybe they'll refer to the whole Wakefield autism thing. Right. And I just have to roll your eyes. No, (laughs) this is my new response is, to somebody who says, I don't want my child to get autism, my response is, really? Autism is better than a vaccine-preventable death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's actually been some great uh, comments from adults who are autistic and have written op-ed kind of things of, really? The worst thing in the world is to be autistic as opposed to your your child being dead? Screw you, asshole. Do you realize what you're saying? Yeah, and there was actually on... Uh, Sort of a, an acquaintance that I have on Facebook. I mean, we're not friends or anything, but we're in a lot of vaccine positive groups. Mm-hmm. Um, she was actually just written up on um, the Huffington Post talking about her daughter. Now, her 
She refused vaccines. And guess what? Her daughter got autism anyways. Her daughter was diagnosed with, and that prompted her to go, whoa, (laughs) I need to get my daughter vaccinated and I need to do it now. And she's has another baby and she's all like, this kid is just fine with his vaccines. We're totally up to date. Yeah. You know, that's, that's something you've never really heard in these arguments about, oh, well, I'm worried about autism. So whatever. My guess is that nobody's done the numbers on this because fortunately in general vaccine deniership or, 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 Parents who choose not to vaccine their children are, in general, the minority. So, having compare, you know, compare the rates of their autism rates for their non-vaccinated kids compared to everybody else, it's it's hard to rec- record those numbers. Right. But all you need is one to prove the negative. That no, if you can get vac- if you can get autism while still not having vaccines, then it's not the vaccines. Right. Like I said, she, her story is in, um, actually it's on NPR. I thought it was HuffPost. I apologize. There has been a lot of really positive media coverage from the skeptical point of view of, no, no, you need to get vaccinated. Everybody should, you know, the, the vaccine deniers are having to go into defensive mode. Right. And that's what we're seeing a lot of. I mean, I, cause I do have a child who cannot have one of the vaccines. She cannot have the pertussis shot. Is that because of egg allergy or it's an egg allergy? No. It's some kind of allergy. No, she has epilepsy. Okay. So my daughter has epilepsy. She has been told not to get the pertussis shot because of her type of epilepsy. Okay. So. There are lots of different reasons why individual shots some people couldn't get. Right. Or all shots for say like leukemia or something. Right. So she's not immunocompromised. She is completely healthy in every other respect. Additionally, she is up to date with everything but this one particular shot. And do you know how many people I hear on a daily basis say things like, if you're so worried about your daughter, maybe you shouldn't send her to school. Maybe you shouldn't do this. And I'm all like, you motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) And it really does actually take a lot for me to respond to these parents who are not scientifically based Mm -hmm. because I don't understand this. And I freely admit this is a me problem. If you are wooey crunchy and, 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 and all of that jazz, I don't understand it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe this is my autism here. Cause I just go, I, you make no sense to me. It is sometimes difficult to put yourself in the other person's shoes and truly understand like sometimes just the the religious people they're like really you still believe this you still believe in santa claus right it's it's sometimes it's just really difficult to but see when that they side t- they turn around and say i've done my research which means they've got a phd from dr fucking google yeah <laughs> you or know they've just watched dr oz or something. doctor exactly or they read some of the other anti-science doctors in scare quotes you know that i sit there and i go how can you look at these studies and i can pull out a hundred different studies showing the efficacy of vaccines Mm -hmm. the reliability of herd immunity how can you look at all of this and then turn around and say they were paid for by big pharma you're just a shill if i'm a shill i want my check (laughs) because it would make my life a little easier 
it it so much of it nowadays besides they couch it in oh i've done the research but it really is based in a profound distrust of government and big blah whatever right i mean they'll even probably talk about monsanto just because that's a that's a boogity boogity thing right but the the idea that not trusting anything the government would tell you there was a, a fairly good response to this whole story on Larry Wilmore's no, new uh, nightly show on Comedy Central. And the general format of a show is he does a little kind of monologue section, then he has a panel a section, and then he kind of asks questions back and forth and the show's done. The first section was the monologue thing, totally skeptic positive, you know, makes fun of Jerry, uh, Jenny McCarthy, points out that the Lancet article by Wakefield was rebuked, and, and the whole thing. I mean, just you, you, you could think that was segment was written by like Paul Offutt or something. Right. And then he does his panel section and he brings in one doctor, two comedians. It's a comedy show, of course. And then an anti-vaxxer mother. And unfortunately, the doctor was very kind of, well, I understand, well, some Parents will have concerns or whatever. They needed a firebrand kind of, no, fuck you, vaccines work. You're an idiot if you don't. Right. Where the vaccine denier mother was quoting things like, well, there was the CDC whistleblower who showed that vaccines have all these side effects and, and, and adverse events where they're probably quoting the things like those adver adverse event studies of vaccines where anything bad that happens to anybody including, say, a car accident, has to be recorded as right. a v adverse effect. Right. And also, I want so to nobody. So you have great things where, like, he does his monologue and shows all the science, A, B, C, and D, presents it perfectly. And then you have this woman spouting this anti-vaxxer bullshit that has been disproven time and time again, and nobody's there to challenge her. And And it's unfortunate that you have someone else on the panel who is like a comedian saying, you know what? Sometimes I don't trust my government. Tuskegee. Right. And and that's often an argument that's tossed out as well that it, it and, and all of this comes back with the vaccine denier mother, the comedian, whatever, that they don't trust government, big government at all. And therefore, anything they could say, whether it's right or wrong, is immediately distrusted. And that's just scary. And I don't really. Yeah. So like a great media coverage like the beginning of that show is followed up by, well, we have to have both sides of the argument kind of false equivalency shit. Right. I see this, you know, this false equivalency shit all the day. Another one that we always hear is just read the insert. Okay. Guess what? There is a reason why you don't completely understand it because you were not an immunologist. <laughs> you do not have a PhD mm -hmm. in communicable diseases. They they read what is it? Is, is it aluminum sulfate that's the adjuvant right. or something? And aluminum say, sulfate. It's like, is, well, that's that's I I can't barely pronounce that. I that must be bad. No, usually it's. See, this is their proof that there is thimerosal in it that's going to cause autism, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. Well, because thimerosal see... is not aluminum sulfate, but anyway, yes. But what they hear is aluminum equals thimerosal equals autism. Right. That's... The very, and like, very simplified. And I'm all like... Oh, and then they get on about formaldehyde and everything else. And I'm all like, do you realize how many germs you were exposed to on just a regular day? 
-hmm. Do you know that your body makes more formaldehyde than that and and gets rid of it on its own? And most of, from what I understand of the formaldehyde is it's the preservative in the making process. And maybe there's some left in the the vial when it's produced and, and, and shipped or whatever, but most of it is gone. Right. By the time it's put into the vial. But once again, if you say this, their argument is you're a big pharma, you're a shell. And I just go, fine, write me my damn check. And then you have to, it's the whack-a-mole thing of having to deal with each and every little thing. Like, well, no, thimerosal either was taken out, but that's, was it ethyl mercury versus methyl mercury? One is the bad one. One is your body can deal with that in relative things. And then you have to get into every little thing like, well, there's dosage reactions. I mean, you are... At a certain level, water is poisonous to you. Yes. Do you understand this? You know, you can take a tiny little bit of lead and survive and process it slowly. It sucks, but, you know, you can take a lot, a tiny little bit of mercury. That's why having fish on occasion, not so bad. But if you're eating fish at every single meal, you might want to worry a bit you about might, me- mercury. might want to be a little concerned. But, yeah. The, the, all of the, you have to hit, keep hitting every single little thing. Right. Because their favorite they, thing to do is gish gallop and just go boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. Answer all these questions. And if you don't answer all of them. Yeah. You're, but what I'm really happy to see has been the public or the political response. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it we'll is. It. Hold on. <laughs> it is nice to actually see politicians weighing in on either side because mm. a lot of times now whereas i might not agree with them all of them <laughs> rampal <laughs> <laughs> it is nice to see them actually make a statement rather than this sort of nebulous i'm gonna talk around it thing which we've seen for years yeah now yes i don't agree with the ones who are saying <laughs> no vaccines are you know, they're hedging that crunchy mom sort of yeah. distrust of the government. Well, that that's what Christie and Rand Paul both got the biggest trouble with is they were using those libertarian buzzwords of choice and freedom and, you know, even stuff like, you know, voluntary or the, the parents own the children. They both said, like, well, we vaccinate our children and we think it's a good idea, but we understand the feeling of choice. And the problem is that even other politicians like Ted Cruz or, or um, uh, Boehner, who have also commented, have said things like, we vaccinate and quote from Ted Cruz, and we would quote, encourage people to do the same. You know, John Boehner was saying like, I don't, I don't know if we need another law. But I do believe that all children ought to be vaccinated. It's it's all the the well. I don't trust government to tell me what to do either. Right. And and that's the scariest part that they don't understand that at a very basic level, this is one of the one things that government is the perfect tool for good for to say this is a public good for everybody. We can eliminate measles. And, and polio, just like we did smallpox, if we yeah. all get in this together and just do it because the science has been done. Right, exactly. We need politicians to not even say things like 
the things that Cruz and Boehner didn't get in trouble with, which is just encourage or ought or whatever, as opposed to Christie and Paul, who got in trouble because they said choice and freedom. They're both saying the same things of, well, you should, but I'm not going to make you. Well, here's here's the thing, though. Our government makes us do things all the time. Once you have a baby, you also have car seat laws and and all Mm -hmm. of these things. And they change and they evolve for a reason. Same with vaccinations, because, you know, one of the favorite arguments is if you look at what kids were injected in 1984, it was, you know, four shots over their lifetime. Mm -hmm. And now it's, you know, 8,000 of them, (laughs) (laughs) you know. And and then you have to come back and say, yes, but the reason why it takes so long for drugs to get through the FDA is years and years of tests. Exactly. And each and every vaccine has to be tested with its timing and it's spread it spread out with other vaccines. Every single vaccine has to be tested among everything else that's in the standard schedule to say, okay, if I take this, does it lower the effect of any other vaccine or does any other vaccine deal, uh, cause problems with the effect of this one? And, right. and there's a reason why we have the vaccine schedule. We have that babies can't get vaccinated for the measles for the first, what, year, year and a half, something like that. See, when my kids were little, it was like 15 months, but I believe they've actually pushed that to a right. year now. But still. Because they've a... improved mm-hmm. on the MMR vaccine. And and the schedule is, is as tight as it needs to be and as loose as it needs to be. Right. And it all comes back to not understanding that there has been the research done. And that's really the biggest thing to kind of drive home of these are not just willy nilly chemicals and schedules. Yeah. It's, it's not like people threw things together and say, "Eh, I guess that's, that'll probably work. Eh, Kind of, I guess we'll just see, let's just roll this out to everybody. Yeah, exactly. It has been studied. Some at certain point, you just have to trust the process. Even someone who is paranoid of big grocery store at a certain point has to trust the fact that Whole Foods is making their employees wash their hands. Even like even yeah. Whole Foods or something like that, that their food getting process, they just have to trust them at a certain point. Well, it, it, it once again, this all kind of leads into these these things. People not understanding the testing, not understanding mm-hmm. the the rigid testing the rigorous testing that yeah. goes into and once again you know they go well follow the money you know big pharma is just doing this to make money if big pharma wanted to make money they would let people get sick because there's a lot more money in that than a vaccine yeah. especially because i mean i'm not sure where i heard this so i'm going to throw this out with the the asterisk saying this may or may not be a fact <laughs> um i heard somewhere that to develop a vaccine, you were looking at a billion dollars. That between... wouldn't entirely surprise me. Yeah. Because it's not just one vaccine because you have might have three or four other vaccines for other things or other pills or whatever that are not – that never make it past the first couple stages. Right. That the other one kind of has to pay for if it, if it works. My other issue, and this is another government issue, is actually – the adverse effects reporting system. Do you realize that anybody can report an adverse effect about a vaccine? 
It's not required yeah. to have your doctor it's, it's just not, sign off. It's not just what I said earlier where it's, well, I know this person took this vaccine and they got in a car accident and you have to technically report that. It's more than just, eh, anybody can call in. Yeah. You know? And say, my child got 105 degree fever. There's no medical documentation about it. Mm-hmm. And there are, it's just so fucking sketchy. <laughs> I don't really have any other words to put this in. It's just, once again, it's a government. It is a loophole that I think has been exploited. By the anti-vaxxers? By or anti- just by an individual scared parent. And then that all kind of snowballs up into this bigger thing of, well, everybody keeps calling about problems. Well, you get 100 people who call in. You don't hear about the 10,000 people who don't. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, but I mean, we did have some government officials, Mm -hmm. some that are going to be running probably for president (laughs) in a couple of years. I think, I think I'm catching your call. She had a strong statement that I'm sure everybody has seen retweeted and reshared around Facebook. Basically, she said, get your fucking vaccines. Yeah. She at least, like, I I think Obama said something very similar of essentially the science is clear. Vaccines work and are safe. Right. That is a very strong, good statement. And It could have been stronger. It could have been vaccines are safe. The science is there. Go out and get your fucking vaccines. Drop Mike walk away. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. I would have (laughs) been. I knew I voted for him for a reason. Yeah. There was, um. Um, uh, there was a, uh, some person who had only just heard of in the last week in this context, this guy, Ben Carson, that yeah, you he told is me a, about. He is a former, uh, Republican nominee, a little bit of a, a woo freak, you know, yeah. he's, he's got, he's had his moments. He's a Republican contender. I'm not, you know, I'm not really that fond of him. Mm-hmm. As a politician. There's a certain amount of crazy if you feel you can get through Republican primaries that just has to be there. Right. So. But he actually, he is a doctor mm-hmm. and he came out very strongly for vaccines. I was all like. Yeah, I, I wrote down, he the, he said the phrase should be required. Yes. So, you know, that that is a good thing. And, and you know, Hillary and Obama saying. Yes, it the science is in. Get it done. Are good. The it's it's the wishy washiness of ought to or versus mando- mandatory. Right. That that is. We've got some progress, but someone has to take a stand and say this has to be done, especially on the conservative side. That is so distrustful of government. They they can have that that kind of listen. We need we can all do this together. Right. I mean, we've seen it before where the government has allowed something to not happen and then come out and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Seat belts, helmet laws, car seat laws. These are all things that affect us on a daily basis. That and, and Because, thi- I mean, I know that when you and I were growing up, or at least Gary and I were growing up, a car seat may or may not have been Man, heard of. Not so much. Yeah. You know, and a seat belt. That was my mom's arm going across at a <laughs> yeah. sudden stop. That was the original seatbelt for yeah. us. I don't see why we can't make this mandatory. And I'm sure we're going to get plenty of letters about this. We never get letters. I know. Everybody loves I kind of hope. <laughs> well, 
the problem is that with things like seatbelts and say helmet laws or something, essentially those are about the safety of the individual. I mean, making laws about making cars safer in accidents and like dead men switches, like a, a, a uh, where a chainsaw just has to stop if someone right. lets go of it. Okay, that's safety for the individual who's using it, maybe one person around them. That is vastly different from these vaccines where it is not just the, the, the problem with arguing with these vaccine denier parents is for them. It's well, it's my child. I'm going to make the decision for this child that I own and you can't tell and me what in to the do. same breath. They're saying, but it's the child's body and the child's choice to not be circumcised and not have his haircut and blah, 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 blah. But the, the idea that it's about their child only, that's the problem with their thinking because it is not. Yeah, Everybody in, who's listening to the show already knows about the whole herd immunity argument, but that these, these vaccine denier parents think it's only about their child. If it was only about their child, honestly, it wouldn't be as big of an issue like the um the the native canadian girl who refused chemo yes. wanted herbal supplements and died in the last couple of weeks it's unfortunate it sucks but that's one child who died because that one child re refused modern medicine and i personally them. think that the parents should be held yes. legally responsible but that's and one I've child it's not affecting an entire community like this whole measles thing in in disneyland clearly showed that if you choose to not get your one kid vaccinated and they get sick, it sucks. But if you want to have that argument, fine. But it's it's about the community and it's understanding that it's not all about you. Right. I had a Facebook argument like one does with a, quote, friend from, quote, high school. You uh, know, there is a reason why I have not friended a lot of people from my high school. Yeah. I honestly, and you know what? I am not sad about this. Well, okay. Like this I do story, it like oh. every once in a while for a week <laughs> and then I see them and I go, wow, no, I can't do this. I want to keep my memory sacred. I have the full range of friends from high school. I have f people I knew from high school who are on Fox News, uh, Willie Geist from my hometown and then hippy dippy kind of drop out kind of tune out who own a sewing shop in california kind okay, of people let me point out to you i graduated from a catholic high school yeah. that's all i've got to say <laughs> so i've got that full gamut but this is one person who i've constantly argued with on facebook about vaccines she says well i get the standard vaccines for my kids but i don't do the flu vaccine and and it's like but why and and she posted something about Boehner's comments this week, and her comment on Facebook was, what the fuck, you know, something along the lines of, what the fuck, uh, no one has the right to tell anybody else to get vaccinated. And the, and and I was I, do. I was I have the right to actually rage. say those words. Yes, you should get vaccinated. Exactly. I it was shaking my... with rage with the 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 hubris of thinking, well, why the fuck not? You've got anybody who has immunocompromised or, you know, a newborn baby absolutely has the right to tell you that you should go vaccinate your kids for everything, not just flu, MMR, all of it. And and, and it, it just it pissed me off to, that she would say anything like that. And then 
the response I got to, to essentially saying, no, of course I have the right. So does the person with immunocompromised family, blah, 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 blah. Her response to that was essentially, you don't have the right because you're not a parent. Fuck you. I live in this community. And it's the, it's not it's just about you too. and your kids. It's about everybody. It's about the community. And, and of course you get people kind of going back and forth on this and uh, stupid other commentators saying things like measles is only dangerous if you have other medical problems. So, you know, just, just the like gamut my of, daughter. Yeah. Some people supported me and stuff like that. The person actually ended up deleting the post because it got so contentious. But um, I had an interesting conversation with uh, another mutual friend of mine from high school who is a pediatrician. Cool. And, That's awesome. Um, I've gotten some fun insights from him over the years about vaccinations and, and the whole thing like that. He has told me some fun things like he's already had two vaccine uh, delayers come in and just get the, the MMR because, oh my God, I'm afraid. Um, Isn't that sort of like like how they keep telling us that we're going to accept Jesus into our heart if we're suddenly faced with death? Yeah, it, it really is <laughs> just, a come to Jesus I moment. I <laughs> just wanted to point that out. That's one of those things that when I hear that on Facebook, oh, I'm so scared of measles that I immediately took my kids and we all got our MMR shots. And I'm all like, hmm, really? Really? Convictions you couldn't be, couldn't be that strong. With logic the rest of the time. Now, he did tell me that over the years, he said, quote, unquote, most of the really kind of hell no people who have said, no, they're not going to do it. He has slowly but surely brought them what he called to the light side of, of, of Come whatever. to and, the light. <laughs> and one of, the, one of the tactics he uses is saying, fine, bring me whatever quote unquote research you feel you have gotten and let's deal with this. And fortunately, he has this kind of suburban practice where he can take the time to address each of these questions from these parents. Um, he's gotten the gamut of stuff to the Jenny McCarthy stuff to also uh, something I'm going to have to research and look more into for the future. Some things called nozodes or organic vaccines. Apparently it wasn't like homeopathy, but it was something sold by a company. It sounds like, like I, I, nematodes I, or yeah. something. It sounded very homeopathic to me, but he's gone the extra level of, called the company that sells whatever this product is. And I don't need to know with like the, the, the patient in the room as well or whatever and go, got these people's quote unquote medical director and, 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 and basically forced them to say they had no scientific data to back whatever their claims were. And he's gotten a lot of these parents to vaccinate, even if they're still doing the dumbass delay thing, at least they're still vaccinating. So it, if you have good doctors out there, they are pushing this. Yeah. If, it, you know, he he will get questions of, well, we got chicken pox. What's up with this chicken pox vaccine? We got it. We got chicken pox and we're all still here. His response is, yeah, because the ones who aren't here are the ones who died. Yeah. And you've got a combination of that kind of, well, let me sit with you with, for, and give you some reasons. And also... Let me just scare you because your child is is on the line here. So there there's some hope with doctors who know their shit, who actually are dealing with this day to day. And then you get there was there was some doctor who was on oh, like no. CNN or something who said, "No, I really don't care if my co my kid would yes, infect." Yes, that would be a Arizona cardiologist. Yeah, and he's. 
I'm not exactly sure how he, um, how he got his, um, degree. <laughs> no, his certification by okay. like the board of cardiologists, um, because he, I, I guess he is an osteopath, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. No, because I see an osteopath and I love him, but he's very scientifically oriented and he's also not a cardiologist. He's kind of like, I'm the guy that you come and see when you got a rash. I'm the guy you come and see when it burns to pee. That's, that's what I okay. do. I take care of little stuff and I send you off to the bigger doctors if I can't figure it out. Right. He's not going to try to realign your chakras. But right. this other guy, whatever his name is, yeah, uh, he, he he sounds like he's really off the the deep end. Right. He he flat out said that he is not vaccinating his kids, and he doesn't care if they come down with a communicable disease and pass it along to somebody who is immunocompromised. He said basically the parents. There's a huge story about Disneyland about this one parent who had gone there, and the 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 measles outbreak hit, and their child has cancer yeah and everybody's like well that parent shouldn't have gone tell that to the fucking make a wish foundation because they send kids there all the every time. <laughs> day do you know the 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 doctor who made the statements do you have his name there dr wolfson yeah i don't yeah. like him so you've got friends like my pediatrician friend who know what they're doing and are fighting the good fight they haven't quite done that kind of um, I'm firing all my patients who don't get vaccinated thing. You know what? Those have some, been some great memes that have gone I around. love those guys yeah. who say, guess what? If you're not going to vaccinate your kids because I have kids on dialysis, because I have mm -hmm. kids on who are immunocompromised due to cancer, due to whatever reason, I'm not putting their health at risk. Those doctors need to be supported and they need to be said thank you at the very yeah. least because they really are taking that do no harm because if you've got another patient that is doing harm or could do harm. Yeah. That that patient needs to be segregated out. And, and this is another thing I've talked about with my pediatrician friend in that there's a certain point where you have to sit down with an anti-vaxxer as especially as a doctor but just as anyone and and ask them the basic question of okay you think your doctor is trying to poison your child inject them with something that could really harm them you think that so much that you're denying life-saving vaccines why the fuck would you trust your doctor about anything why would you listen to that doctor about anything else if you don't trust your doctor about vaccines, then why do you trust your, vac your your doctor about when they get strep throat or an ear infection? Right. It's the same scientific process that led to both. It's the, it's, there's drugs involved with both. There's tests involved with both. There's science involved in both. Why would you still go to your doctor if you thought this? And it's that compartmentalizing of, well... I know this thing about vaccines and I don't trust just the vaccines, but yeah, I mean, if I need the antibiotics, of course I'll trust the doctor. That does not make any sense. And, and sometimes you have to kind of put this mirror up to them and say, look at what you are saying. You, 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 you can't just make this assumption. And if you don't trust your doctor, maybe you should fire your doctor and, and go do a homeopath or something. Right. Go to a doctor that you in turn trust, right. who is basically going to give you the confirmation bias that you're looking for. Yeah. Rather than the hard truth is 
vaccines prevent disease. Mm-hmm. Vaccines are a global necessity. And I got one more thing to add. <laughs> Actually, I got two things to add. Well, yeah, you've also got like the, the stories of all the people who in, in other countries who are... Right. When you've got people <laughs> that walk 50 miles to get a fucking vaccine for yep. their kid... And you're turning around and saying, I've read on Dr. Google that it's bad. Yeah, it's the same thing yeah. as the anti-GMO are saying, let's burn down this you know, let's, huge let's, crop of, of corn, golden rice. golden rice. So I don't care if people go hungry blind or, or, or hungry. blind or anything. I don't trust GMO, so I want people to starve. First right. world problems kind of shit. Exactly. These are also the same people, the ones who are the anti-vax and the anti-government and everything else, who are... Absolutely convinced that Bill Gates is under population control and just (laughs) like, I don't get the logic that goes, how do you go from a man who has acquired billions of dollars of wealth, who is taking that money Mm -hmm. and putting it to causes that are going to stop human suffering, that are going to help children live educational as well as educational and all of these Mm -hmm. other things that he does and say, Oh, no, they're injecting them with chemicals, these evil metals, 217 of them. Last time I looked on the periodic table, there wasn't 217 (laughs) metals. So I'm not really sure where they're getting their facts. But to turn around and say, to defame this guy and say, oh, my goodness, Mm -hmm. look at what he's doing. It's population control. It is right there next to Illuminati and Katy Perry on the on the, yeah. the fucking football game that was this past weekend. Because you know that's you, always you so much You can make the argument that he is trying to do something about population control because he did try to fund like make the better condom, right? Kind of thing. So, but but that is that also is, that's nothing that that is that's out in the open. He's not being nefarious and secret about saying. People should use condoms so they can do family planning. Right. Not let's kill people, give people the opportunity to have kids when they are ready financially and life-wise so they can have a healthy kids when they can. Okay. My one last comment that I've got to make is about Hillary Clinton. And then I'll just say one little other thing about uh, Bill Gates is I'm going to plug a podcast that does not need any plugging. Because it is a tremendously popular podcast. Okay. Uh, the Nerdist podcast about a month or two ago had an interview with Bill Gates and a couple of other the people, including a major scientist for his Bill Gates Foundation, about the efforts to especially eradicate polio, malaria, and that, malaria, and all that. And it's really a great listen, especially for um, you've got you know the 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 Nerdist guy Chris. <laughs> Seriously, I can't remember his name. I listen to this podcast all the fucking time. <sighs> Chris Hardwick. Yes. So you've got this nerdist guy, Chris Hardwick, fascinated about the science, and he doesn't know all the answers. He doesn't know the standard kind of anti-vax kind of arguments, but you have these scientists and people who are trying to do good for the world speaking so eloquently about what they're trying to do and how many people they're trying to help. And yeah. it's a, it's a good lesson, but you had this look on your face. Like there was some other thing you wanted to say. Okay. So Hillary Clinton, I love that she came out in strong stance for vaccines, but her hashtag at the end of it of hashtag grandma's no best. 
I got a little bit of a problem with. It's yeah. that that sort of natural, you know, look to your elders there. Mommy instinct. Right. Mommy instinct. Hillary, you could have left that out. Yeah. I understand you're a grandma. I understand he's he's pretty adorbs. I mean, that kid is kind of cute. Okay. As far as I've seen, because I've only seen a couple of pictures of him. And he's usually wrapped up like a burrito. But grandmas don't always know best. Yeah. Some grandmas are kind of racist. <laughs> so not all grandmas know best. best. <laughs> I appreciate that she is kind of reaching out to, trying to reach out to these the the mommy world of saying yeah. you know listen to listen to your mom i know what's best you should vaccinate your baby blah 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 it's just too sarah paleny for me and she's yeah. so much above that it's that folksy like i know what i'm talking about yeah anytime you're kind of saying that well just parental instinct that will solve this it's not going to because we've seen it didn't with jenny mccarthy right and every other anti-vaxxer who is understandably scared because they don't know any better, you can understand the, well, I just don't know, but then the unwillingness to give any sort of trust beyond that is where kind of society has failed. And that's why society needs to say, no, trust us. This is something that has to be done. This is not another Tuskegee. Right. This is something that will, that has saved lives. It's, you know, my pediatrician friend said, unfortunately, even as, as, as much as this whole Disneyland thing has moved the argument in a good positive way to, yes, everybody should get vaccinated. It may take a dead child no. who was at Disneyland to make this finally happen. You know what? I, I am not that hopeful. I am yeah. really not. I think it, that it's, it's never going, going to, to take be solved, but yeah. here's the thing. I think it's going to take several thousand dead children. Yeah. I think it is going to take an epidemic. That's and that's why we did so well with polio because it was so fresh, it was so scary. All the kids who could not walk again and who died or were in iron lungs and everything, that was gone in a generation. We were able to do that and and people have forgotten that. Right. And I, I've got one final quote here, and I actually put this on my Facebook page the other day. And it's a quote about AIDS, but it is, to me, completely applicable to this. Mm -hmm. And it is from Roger Gale Lyon, and he was actually one of the, the first AIDS victims. Um, and he is featured very prominently in the film called And the Band Played On. And it says, this is not a political issue. This is a health issue. This is not a gay issue. So you could say this is not a child issue. Mm -hmm. This is a human issue. I do not intend to be defeated by it. I came here today in the hopes that my epitaph would not read that I died of red tape. Yeah. I don't understand why we can't move forward past that. Yes, it was said about AIDS. It is applicable to any infectious disease. Yeah. So let's not let more children die because of red tape or adults. Yeah. Because if adults get measles, it's... It's just as bad. It, if not worse. <laughs> so. <sighs> I, 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 we've, we've obviously, we've gone on on this for about 55 minutes or so. <laughs> so I think we're, uh, yeah, but I think we're about talked out. <laughs> yeah. It, we're, we're talked out, but you, I mean, you can kind of tell from when we started this conversation, the tension in our voices that we've gotten this out. That, well, that we've 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 gotten to rant a bit about this, and we appreciate you listening, 
and hopefully you can take some of the arguments that we've gone back and forth on and apply those to arguments or discussions you're going to have with people because it's still going to keep coming back. Right. And this is an argument that is going to keep coming for a while. And like I said, I think that it's going to take a huge epidemic yeah. in someplace like Ohio, someplace like Colorado or whatever, for people to turn around and go, holy fuck, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. And unfortunately, that... Yeah. But then you have things like people saying, well, the super flu, the bird flu, the, the swine flu, everybody get vaccinated and then nothing happens. And either, well, that's because the models were a little wrong or actually people got vaccinated and it did stop things. So people think, well, what was all the fuss about? Well, the fuss is about is you should trust the science when they say we got to be careful on this. Exactly. So we are well, ranted out a bit. Yes. So uh, we're going to move on to another segment, but we don't know right now how long that segment is going to go. Let's just admit it is probably going to go long and this will probably be split into two yes. episodes. Cause so we may be finishing this episode right now. We mm -hmm. may be splitting the episode. We may not have to split the episode, but we've got some fun silliness to round out our rant from yes. this week. <laughs> So, moving along, we are now moving into our new segment called the Woo Woo Tube. Woo Woo! Skeptifier podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to the Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. 